0: Hello and welcome to ITIC Insight, the podcast which shares loss prevention advice from ITIC, the world's leading provider of professional indemnity insurance for transport professionals everywhere. Hello and welcome to another episode of the ITIC Insight podcast. I am Robert Sniffen and today I am joined by our new CEO, Tom Irvin. Hello, Tom. How are you?
1: I'm well, Rob. How are you? Yeah, yeah, not, not
0: bad, not bad. Just before we begin, I'd also recommend you listen to our previous podcast with our now soon-to-be retiring CEO, Stuart Munro, very entertaining and highly recommended. So, Tom, I think what we'll do is we'll start off with a little bit of background from you. I mean, where did it all start from you to get to this point today?
1: Thanks, Rob. Yeah, well, um, how far do you want to go back, I suppose? I. Um...
0: Well, maybe not when you were born. You can you can skip, a, skip the early years. I'll
1: skip that stuff. Okay, how about we start with the sort of... The Thomas Miller. Uh, when I joined Thomas Miller, so I, um, yeah, so I sort of came, I came out of university in in New Zealand and thought, you know, as many people do, what do I want to do with my with my life? And uh, I was fortunate that a job came up with Thomas Miller with the TT Club in our Sydney office. So I jumped on a plane, moved to Sydney, and spent spent a few years there. And that was, I guess, my sort of introduction into the world of Thomas Miller Insurance. I, don't, I think I remember going to a function within my first week of being in Sydney and sort of not really having a clue about what <laughs> reliability was, let alone, uh, you know, let alone insurance or anything else. So, yes, that was a sort of, uh, but anyway, never looked back.
0: So you're working for the TT. I mean, what, what was the, what made you decide or what made you um, discover ITIC and wanted to move even further from home back, in, back to, the, to the UK?
1: Yeah, so I had, I had three and a half years in Sydney, and that started off as a as sort of an underwriting technician, I suppose. And then I think I wanted to dabble in, in claims. It was a pretty small team there, so you kind of saw what was going on in, in other parts of the office. So I sort of moved over to the claim side of TT, and, and part of what that Thomas Miller office in Sydney does is also handle claims for some of the other Thomas Miller businesses. So as perhaps correspondent for the UK BNI club, uh, but also they had some ITIC claims. And I guess that was my first introduction to ITIC. And I remember that, you know, the TT Club claims were all on a, a fairly sort of brand spanking new IT system. The ITIC claims were these sort of tatty paper files kept <laughs> kept in a cupboard, which would be dusted off whenever a message came across from London asking us to you know, perhaps have a look at something. And I actually remember it was one of your claims, Rob, which was my first... Yeah. Introduction to it and I think you probably know the one I'm talking about. But it was—I uh, think I'd been there a couple of weeks, and uh, I was told that there was a an itic case which was going before one of the courts in Sydney, and that it would be worth me sort of popping down with the lawyer who was acting for for iting for the itic member just to sort of have a look and see, you know, see what was going on. So I did, and it was the it was the it was a personal injury case, which is unusual for for itic, but it was a it was a lady on a I think it was a yacht, wasn't it, who'd fallen down some stairs.
0: There
1: was a New Year's Eve, a New Year's Eve party, if I remember. New Year's Eve party, of course, yeah. And so I think our our member was the naval architect who designed the the yacht. There was allegedly some issue with the position of the handrail. I think so. I think from early on, I kind of knew that um, knew that these itic it claims were a bit different, perhaps. And I also remember another another claim for a ship agent, a member, still a member in Australia. And I was sort of asked by uh, one of well, your predecessor, I think, looking after the Australian business to, to go up to a mediation in Brisbane. And again, that was probably my first experience of a mediation, but it was, um, it was a claim where the agent had ale- allegedly got involved in advising on some how to separate some cargoes in a bulk carrier. And then ended up, well, the, the operator ended up using a container to do this and it was a disaster. Everything went wrong. And the other interesting point about that claim is I was looking back and our ethics retention on that claim was $25,000, I think.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> now a lot more. So I think, yeah, I, I think from quite early on, I kind of knew that, that it was a little bit different and and obviously we'd had you know we had visitors from from ITIC in London who would come out to see the members in Australia and so I guess I sort of got to know through those visits whether it was Stuart Monroe perhaps or or others from London. So yeah I guess that was that was ITIC. and then and then I guess the time came when I thought, right, I've you know it's time to do something a bit different, move somewhere else. And I was I was fortunate that I think at that time in Etik, a few people had, had left for various reasons and there was a, a vacancy which came up um, as an account executive and, yeah, moved to London just gone 10 years ago.
0: I was going to say, so you've been with us, is it, I was going to say it's over 10 years, but is it 10 years exactly? It's a bit,
1: yeah, it's yeah, 10 and a, bit, and a bit. Oh, wow, okay. It flies, when you're having fun, right?
0: Yeah, it does, it does indeed. So that's 10 years and, you've, you you have know, obviously you were talking about the, you know, the, the types of claims are very different, not all the time, but on occasion. Is that, you know, 10 years from that, 10 years working at ITIC, is that still one of the things you enjoy most? I mean, what other aspects do you do you enjoy about the ITIC environment?
1: Yeah, I think I think that what first sort of strikes you is that, that account executive role and how varied it can be. And I think that's one of the, the great things that I will certainly continue, have no intention of changing, is that you have, you know, like you and I handling, you know, handling claims, doing underwriting, sort of being responsible for an area. And really, I I suppose that's what struck me when I arrived, that, right, this is your area, it's your responsibility, grow it. And of course, you have that support from others. And, and, you know, of course, we have dedicated claims handlers as well for the things that sort of get get a bit complicated, but it's always... I think every day is different and I find that you you'll come in and you won't necessarily know what's going to be in your inbox from the other side of the world what's what's happened what's gone wrong overnight what kind of mistakes our members have made in the early hours where they need help so I think it's yeah I think that is what I've enjoyed the opportunity to travel of course
0: oh we miss traveling
1: yeah don't we all yeah <laughs> yeah I think that as well I think and the other benefit of that role of course is that you you know when you are traveling and you sit with a with a member, you know about all the claims that they want to talk about. And I think that's the other thing that first struck me. I think the first trip I did with ETIC was to was to Spain. And you're seeing, you know, you're meeting members who are very being probably been with ETIC or one of its predecessors for, you know, 30, 40 years. And I think, you know, because we are insuring, we're a PI insurer, right? we're insuring people's mistakes. And often we're insuring very small businesses, you know, it's, you know, one man band, we surveyor, naval architect. And you know, for those kind of people to make an error, it's a kind of it's a it's a reputational issue as well. And mm-hmm. so you would have these meetings, and someone would recall a claim that we'd paid you know thirty years ago, and it was the only claim they may have ever had. But it kind of resonated how that really sticks with that really sticks with a member because they won't you know that they're not a. Perhaps what I was used to dealing with TT Club claims, freight forwarders, is always kind of, you know, damaging cargo, run on the mill kind of stuff. But with, I think with it, you sort of appreciated that how important the club's support was and how people really remembered that some years later. Of course, I didn't have a clue what they were talking about, but um, but I think that sort of struck me as well. So
0: I think, yeah, the loy- loyalty of uh, it members is unparalleled, it feels, doesn't it? Yeah. So now you are, you know, I can say this out loud. Now you are CEO. We've all known for quite a while, but obviously wasn't public in a public domain. So what are you? Um, I mean, what are you looking forward to most with your new role, and what challenges do you expect to face in the, you know, coming months, years, well, early years?
1: yeah i guess the challenge let's not screw it up right um
0: (laughs) it's always rule number one
1: yeah (laughs) i think i'm fortunate obviously to be to be coming into this position with etic in in an incredibly healthy position as you say with with members who are incredibly loyal long-standing so you know it's a right it's a nice it's a nice time to sort of to take over from from stuart monroe what am i looking forward to i i guess I will have the opportunity to sort of see things from slightly different angles. So whether that's more, I guess, more interaction with our board of directors than than I've had in the past, that's always been positive. Obviously when the, when the business is going well and you've got a supportive board, it's, it's, it's great. And, you know, I've always sort of, as I say, enjoyed those, those interactions with, with the board. I guess there'll be more, more dealings with regulators. Which is probably something I think, I think when the latest letter came in from the regulator, Stuart sort of danced with glee that it wasn't him that had, <laughs> was had to deal with it. So he was quite happy to pass, pass that baton on. I think, in terms of challenges, one is, is, well, I, I mean, it's a good thing, right? It's maintaining those service levels from it. To, you know, we've, we've always, it's always been drilled into us and drilled into me from an early stage that we can really set ourselves apart by responding quickly, you know, and I think. If you look at the Australian business, for example, you'd often have have comments. I think where the brokers there would say they get a faster response out of out of us in London than out of the local market, you know, because we would we would always and you still, you know, go back if you know overnight, so they've got something waiting for them the next morning, and so maintaining that is is crucial as well, and that's what members have come to expect, and rightly, yeah, rightly so. So
0: yeah, like I think you're also lucky. A lot of you know the the staff of twenty odd people at ITIC, we've all. You know, we've all been there quite at least five years if not you know obviously a couple of new people but you know the experience is there that hopefully helps you doesn't make it as a too tricky for you in the early stages
1: it is absolutely there's, there's a very experienced staff and I don't need to tell people what to do yeah, that's <laughs> true. They to do their job so it's as I say, from that from that from that perspective and I guess I guess one of the challenge, you know challenges is retaining those you know those key key skills and 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 the junior staff, sort of, tra- you know, training them and giving them the opportunities that we had. And okay, it's been a bit more difficult at the moment with, with travel, but that will that will change. And-
0: Something to look forward to, yeah. I mean, okay, so slightly away from uh, from work for a bit, and uh, let's find out a bit more about you as a person. What sort of um, you know hobbies or pastimes do you do? I mean, when you joined. When you joined Itic all those 10 years ago i think every weekend you were in a different european country so i know traveling was probably one of your favorite pastimes what other uh interests do you have
1: yeah so travel i mean i think i would yeah i would i would come into the office on a friday with a suitcase and
0: i think you'd be more european citizen than pretty much anyone else in probably the uk <laughs>
1: yeah it was a roll our eyes as to
0: you where know, you're off to now <laughs>
1: uh so you travel yeah uh sport into sport into probably more, more watching than watching them playing and probably more rugby than football but
0: uh well uh, we did do you remember is about well, it was probably about 8 or 9 years ago we I took you to a uh, England England uh, Arsenal game didn't I I
1: did i mean, yeah you did you didn't have um Kevin Sanders taken me to the old West Ham games which yeah. is is always an experience <laughs> um, so yeah I'll, I'll yeah i'll watch any watch any sport and so yeah i guess sport and, and travel and i think i've been you know again with it i've been lucky to go to some pretty cool places
0: so what would be your um your favorite place or well, not well, maybe not i wouldn't say favorite because you know the place you enjoyed going to the most i mean i'm sure you've got plenty
1: i think it's probably japan i think i first yeah i first went to japan when i was well at high school and then I think I don't know I've probably been back ten times since a few of those with oh wow really with Etik. It was last year last there for the Rugby World Cup twenty nineteen so I think yeah I, I just love the food the people the ease of kind of getting around and I think for a you know, for a sixteen-year-old from Wellington who, you know, never really been anywhere apart from maybe Australia, you know, to, to turn up in Tokyo and the bright lights of Tokyo was like, wow, this is, you know, this is another world. So I, I, yeah, I think it's still it's still Japan. I've been to some other interesting places. I mean, Iran was was fascinating a few years ago. Wow, probably this strangest places I've been with Thomas Miller is Papua New Guinea, Port Moresby. It's not somewhere you want to race back to in a hurry.
0: Yeah, it's quite um, can be quite dang- dangerous. Yeah, but yeah you're very, very well Yeah, you
1: know, like yeah. Well. I mean, it's um, again interesting, but <laughs> you're fairly stuck in the hotel or the or the yacht club or the so-called safe places. I think so. Yeah, but it was true. yeah, it's yeah. I'm, I'm always up for anywhere really.
0: Is there any place you definitely you haven't been that you would like
1: to go? Where's like South America. I haven't seen South America, so that's that's probably the sort of big hole in my.
0: A few board meetings next couple of years in South America, maybe. Yeah,
1: I might have to. <laughs> might have a scheme, scheme for that. Yeah, I think that. I think yeah, so I think that would be. Which yeah, and everyone seems to. You know, everybody has gone there. to sort of the love, love, Zionist Stuart mentioned that in his in his podcast, his his travels there. So Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I mean, you would say definitely. Your probably your favourite food would probably be you know sushi. Then Within the Japan is one of your favourite places.
1: Yeah, love the Japanese, Thai, Vietnamese. I'll eat anything really, but um.
0: What was the what's the strangest thing you've eaten? Is is there a strange thing you've tasted?
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I should admit, admit to this. Really, I, I did try horse sashimi in in Japan. Wow, which I have to say was quite nice. And <laughs> then you do feel rather guilty afterwards. So yeah, I suppose that. Yeah, I, I've I've had donkey. Mm. Uh, in, in china and i suspect i probably had a lot of other things which i didn't actually know what they were <laughs> at the time
0: Very best not to or something but,
1: yeah best not to ask i think uh, yeah. but i'm always yeah i'm always up for trying something new
0: wow donkey interesting okay so what um what's your favorite film or what's the film you think you've watched you enjoy watching the most i think favorite films is always a bit bit vague so what do you enjoy what's a what's the film you've enjoyed watching the most maybe
1: i think one that i always when you know when you Turn on the tally and something's on and you sort of yeah. end up with it. I think Forrest Gump I always enjoy. It, I think. It's a great film. It's a great shout. Great film, great music. And it's a real um, you know, kind of give it's a good sort of snapshot of lesson in American history, isn't it? I guess you can kind of watch that and get a fairly good idea about, you know, America yeah. through great show. History. So yeah, I think I think that one probably.
0: Wow, that's a good one. I like that. I'm impressed. What was your um what was the last book you read or music stroke my podcast you downloaded? Or currently
1: listening? podcast of course was the, yeah, the itty podcast of course that was the standard what's the
0: second
1: one which is a books i i have a house full of books but i'm much to my embarrassment not a great reader but i did read i uh, had a couple of weeks in greece over the summer i did read a book called shuggy bane which yeah, i think it won the booker prize it's uh, <laughs> a very depressing story about it uh, a sort of scottish boy with an alcoholic mother so probably not the best holiday oh, wow, okay I do do recommend it, but um, yeah, it's uh, it was a it was a, a good read, but yeah, a bit a bit heavy for a holiday brand.
0: Yeah, not really the uh, standard holiday go to book, is it? But no, oh, interesting. Um so music, are you not huge into music or
1: I am into music. I I couldn't say what I last downloaded. I tend just to sort of flick on Spotify and it'll take you in one direction or another.
0: One Direction. So you just said One Direction. No,
1: I think we might that. You just said
0: that's your favourite <laughs> band. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, on finally then. Okay, so finally to end this, uh, what would be your – what's your biggest pet hate?
1: I do like to think I'm fairly tolerant. <laughs> I hopefully don't have many pet hates. Um, I think probably one thing I, – I don't like being late but that's myself as opposed to someone else. So I'm quite forgiving. I think of other people being late and I you know, said, so don't, don't worry about that too much, but I, um, yeah, I don't like being, I don't like myself being late, but then I, I also hate being terribly early for flights. So a lot of people will get to the airport sort of four hours before a flight, and I always tend to think, "Ah, well, we can push it a bit, a bit further than that." And uh, I've only been caught out a couple of times, I think, with with missed flights. So oh, really, so yeah, I don't, I don't like hanging around airports. But yeah, so I think me, I don't like being late to to things myself. But other than that, I think I'm, as I say, fairly tolerant.
0: If you're on time, you're late. It used to be a. <laughs>
1: there we go. <laughs> Man, yeah.
0: Okay. Well, I think we could. Uh... We could wrap this one up. I just all to say, the uh, left to say is, uh, you know, thank you, Tom, uh, for uh, joining me today. And uh, yeah, that's it for me. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Itic Insight. We hope you found this edition interesting and informative. To ensure you never miss an episode, follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and wherever you get your podcasts.